amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 500 years in the future, the Earth has been destroyed. Yet, civilization thrives in a Martian utopia of nerds. But that is the future. Yep. Utopia is going to have to wait. This is Nerding Out with Ravy. Welcome, everybody. It's an all new Nerding Out podcast. Hello. The group's together. Ravy, Cameron, Randy. Got a lot on the show today. We're going to talk about our five personal favorite scary movies. Because tis the season. And a bold prediction. For The Mandalorian Season 2. Just one? Which starts tomorrow <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. Like, we can have tons of predictions, but this, I want something bold. It's Mandalorian. Oh, I, have a... I want something that's not out there. Okay. Uh, oh. I want something that's coming right. from you. I got something for you. It's, bold. It's uh, Mandalorian Eve. I'm just adding on Eve because I want to give myself holidays to be excited about it. Oh, my gosh. I support it, Randy. Tomorrow's basically a holiday. It really is. So like, excited. Uh, Legally. Like the, the, the boys that, in The Mandalorian saving our 2020. The fact that Woody's even into it. I know. That's pretty weird. <laughs> it's, it is pretty weird. Like, I was, whenever you guys talk about it, I'm expecting to be like, oh, you know, nerd Whoa, crap, whatever. whatever. Nerd, nerd get a life already, HGTV. Go, I hate you. Go swing a bat or something. <laughs> yeah. But then he's like, oh, I love The Mandalorian. I love it. But that also goes to show, too, how The Mandalorian is for casuals. And Absolutely. people who were deep in it. Because, you know, like you last year, Randy, you didn't know what the Darksaber is. I did not. And I saw you like five minutes after we both watched it, and I was like losing it. I know. Like all, I was losing fluids out of my body because it was the Darksaber. But Randy didn't enjoy it any less because no. he didn't know what the Darksaber was. He just had more bodily fluids. If anything, I was fascinated and decided to investigate more. Yeah. Right. For sure. So, that makes sense. Rip. So that is coming at you tomorrow, our first official Mandalorian Season 2 watch episode. Very excited. (laughs) Uh, I know you guys are excited today because we're going to be announcing those winners coming from our Nerdin' Out Animal Crossing Halloween wedding that we did last week. First off, thank you to everybody who tuned in. Yes. That That was dope. We appreciate your support for these crazy things that we try to do. We love Jess and Carlos. Could they have been any better? They were amazing. They uh, rolled the vows. With everything that happened. Did you rewatch the vows? The vows are so great. They were majorly mm-hmm. aw, babe moments. It gave a lot of people the feels, which I love. So two winners are going to be announced at the end of this podcast for a Nintendo Switch. I have an honest question for you guys. Okay. Yes. Will Animal Crossing still be interesting once the new Xbox and PlayStation come out? Uh, probably not. It'll take a hiatus. No, it'll it, take a hi- ugh, hiatus. Jesus. Not uh, as much as it has been. Yeah. But I'm, I think it has a life. I mean, Animal Crossing New Horizons will eventually pass, pass Mario Kart as the best-selling right. game. 
Well, for the, Switch. Yeah. The thing Throw right blank. now is uh, if you if you notice with Nintendo, they're not really putting anything new out there right. or making any big announcements because they realize all the wave of interest is going to the next-gen consoles. That's why the big thing, they've been getting some flack because for the past couple of months, all they've been announcing and releasing, if you've noticed, have just been remastered games. Okay. Yeah. So it's nothing really new. It's just and old stuff that works that's yeah. just updated. And I'm, I'm assuming that's because they realize what's coming towards yeah. them with yeah. these new consoles. Makes sense. I do think, though, that... Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons mm-hmm. changed a lot of things. Yeah. For, oh, for sure. For Nintendo. And so much in the same way that Fortnite came out and mm-hmm. then Apex came out. Right. And then uh, the Call of Duty version of both of those. Yeah, Warzone. Warzone uh, kind of took its footing. Yeah. They're all similar games. So I think, you know, Animal Crossing itself might take the back burner for a time. But I think that I would hope that Nintendo capitalizes on this new kind of concept Absolutely. of community and yeah. creativity. Because I was thinking about mm-hmm. an Animal Crossing gift exchange mm. with our listeners in December, but then I was wondering, would that be something people are still interested in? I don't know. By I think, then, I don't know. Well, it's it's tough because on one hand, you have people who, for a fact, I know are going to just sort of put their switches down for a while to uh, yeah. Yeah. totally just immerse themselves in the new consoles. But on the other hand, you have people who don't really, they're not ready to take on a new console, especially in the launch period. There's not a whole right. lot of games I'm not out ready. and stuff. Your and I, and I might be that person. Yeah. Like I want sense. to like hard to get. pick everything up after Halloween mm-hmm. and then when they start dropping like the ice stuff and the stuff for winter, right. ice it all up, Christmas it all up. Yeah. And I just thought it'd be really fun to do a gift exchange. But then I was wondering, would people even care anymore? I think so. I, if it's you, I, I think so. I think people. I think there'll be a number of people that care, but I don't. I don't know that. At that point, there will be a. A massive audience who would want to watch okay. a gift exchange. I gotcha. If what, that makes sense. Yes, I, it does. What I think it works for Animal Crossing is sort of like the one-off event things that we did. The mm-hmm. problem is when you have people who, let's say streamers, who really try to kind of hone in on just Animal Crossing. It's fun for the pl- the person playing because you know you're doing stuff, but as the viewer, mm-hmm. eventually it just sort of becomes a little bit mundane. But when it's something new, like last week, we pulled together yeah, a wedding. That's, yeah. You're not seeing that every day. Well, that's maybe if like the three of us are like getting drunk and oh, yeah. being silly. I don't know. I'm I'm just ah! that was just a nugget that was that's germinating. Yeah. Uh, I am super psyched though for the Halloween event this Saturday on right. Animal Crossing. Been collecting candy, been collecting costumes. Can you I'm, remind me what that is again? All I Do know for know? sure is like you go trick or treating, you give villagers all this candy. <laughs> Pretty great. Uh, there is um, a pumpkin guy, Jack. I believe he's wow. Jack O'Lantern or something like that. Shows up on your island. I'll sign in for that. There's for tricks sure. and treats. There's all kinds of stuff going on. That sounds great. So I'm really, really legit psyched to go around trick or treating for that. So it is the season. And we're going to talk about our five favorite scary movies. Mm-hmm. First, though, before we start that, I want to talk about Lovecraft Country, mm. which just wrapped up on HBO. And overall, really, really enjoyed it. Rotten Tomatoes has a 90% from critics, 70% from the audience, which I feel is about right. Mm-hmm. It has not officially been renewed for season two as of today, October 29th. Now, the showrunner, Misha Green, said negotiations are ongoing. But if there isn't a season two, I think that's okay because season one ends beautifully Mm. and I think could exist like The Watchmen 
Watchmen, I thought, yeah. also ended beautifully, and they had no plans to move into a season two. So I would be okay if Lovecraft Country stands as like a miniseries. Yeah. And that's how they did it. Really? But I would embrace a season two if mm. they did one. Now, speaking of scary stuff, there is an episode in there. It's episode eight. I had to turn it off because oh, I was watching <laughs> it too late at night. And See, you got to have uh, Randy over as the muscle. I, of course. I'll I'm stand in front of the TV and If I'm it. watching the wrong thing too close to bedtime, I will have a fitful night. Uh, same. Oh, no. And it's so funny because I, it's you can tell yourself a thousand times over, right. this is a movie. Mm-hmm. This is not real life. This right. is a show. This is not real life. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it easier. Diana, the daughter, was cursed, and she was being tormented by a couple of topsies from mm. Uncle Tom's cabin. And the way they were just showing up and popping up places, oh, God. and the way they looked, like this is not good. This shutting it off. <laughs> like it wasn't necessarily like terrifying me, right? But yeah. I know that that's one of the things that will be invasive when I try to go to sleep. Totally. Like The Walking Dead is not necessarily a a horrifying <laughs> show. But because there's tension, because there's suspense, because of the way things pop that's, out of places. That's really what it is, is the tension and the suspense. It affects my dreams. So mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, for me, and you might think is lame, is a daytime show. I am right there with you, Ray. I watch it far from when I'm going to sleep. You know what's yeah. funny? What else makes my list of things I can't watch before going to bed? Yeah. Shark Tank is one of them. Oh, Shark Tank. <laughs> because I get like stress business dreams. Okay. <laughs> if I watch it right before going to bed. Ravi, I get it. If I'm alone at the house, I can't watch TV in the living room. Yeah. Because my living room, uh, there's a glass back door that leads to the backyard. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't like, that's dangerous, Randy. I don't like <laughs> sitting there knowing yeah. that someone can watch me. Yeah. And I don't are know. watching you. Exactly. <laughs> and I can't watch them, so I refuse to watch TV. Oh, also, I can't sleep with the window open at night. Interesting. What? Really? I you don't think like someone's it. coming in? I don't like it. Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, as a, as a kid, I growing up as a kid, I think. Well, still, I'm I'm kind of scared of everything, really. But <laughs> growing up as a kid, the one thing that always terrified me was the idea of someone coming into my home and uh, like burglar, like a burglar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as a kid, I could never, I could never sleep without facing the door. Still to this day, I had like, that when I was okay. little. Like I need to and see what's going on. And that's carried into your adulthood. Yeah, I like I had to I had to give it a I had to pump the brakes on the ring doorbell because oh. we'd have like on your bedroom door fat cats or, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. or squirrels and stuff like pass by and I'd be like, what is that? So I freak <laughs> out. But I, really, I get it. I get it. there's okay. even even as myself, there's some things I I just I can't do. I refuse to do actually. There are like some shows like I identify like okay that's a daytime show. Mm-hmm. There are other shows like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was not a snacking show. Mm. Like, I wasn't going to snack during Game of Thrones because at any time there could be something hella gross. And then, like, you know, something with blood, guts, burn, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I wasn't snacking during Game of Thrones. Like, Walking Dead, not a snacking show. Walking Dead, double dipping. See, Not snacking and not nighttime. I... I have the opposite reaction. Well, you're a, I stress you're eater. a stress eater. Yeah, me too. And I, I stress throw you a lot. <laughs> not me. Not I'm me. Not even, I'm not even hungry. Snack free. One day, when we are able to frequently go to our movie theaters mm-hmm. and there are new movies coming out again, the three of us will have to go watch something scary 
because that I feel is a, a quiet really place when too. you get to know <laughs> your friends. Yeah. Watching a scary movie in the theater. Good point. All right. Well, let's talk about scary movies. I want to hear your five favorites. Randy, what do you got for us? So uh, this may shock you because I literally just said I'm scared of everything. Right. In real life, in real life, mm-hmm. when it comes to movies, though, it is incredibly difficult for myself to get scared. I don't I don't count. Because you're a man, Randy. I'm, I'm a man. Except for <laughs> real life stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not, I don't consider a scary movie like jump scares because okay. that's a, a moment in which I'm terrified. I'm not scared of the overall plot. However, I do enjoy horror movies that kind of seem to me as sort of thrillers. Mm-hmm. And this list might not surprise you when you hear the titles. Okay. Uh, so number one is Krampus. <laughs> I love Krampus. It's a, Krampus. Krampus rules. It's a, it's a fun plot. Uh, I love the idea of sort of diving more into lore. Uh, the mm-hmm. Christmas spin to it is really interesting because you typically don't expect a horror movie during right. Christmas time. Black and, Christmas. Uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. fun. It's, I don't know that I've ever seen Krampus. You should. It's, it's fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's not like that. That's the thing. I'm not going to say it's. Oh, it's terrifying. You might get jump scared once in a while. Uh, do I watch it during Halloween time or wait until? No, the definitely Christmas, Christmas season. time. Yeah, definitely okay. Christmas time. Yeah, it's, it's a fun one to watch. Uh, second, The Void. Now, The Void was a movie. Oh, yeah. That uh, I had heard rumors about for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the plot. It was sort of one of those things where, you know, over time you kind of follow enough Twitter pages. You don't really, after a while, you don't really know what you're following them for. You just right. see little updates. Sure. So I, I followed this like horror blog. I think it's like disgust, bleeding, disgust, disgusting. Bloody disgusting. Bloody disgusting. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I kept seeing updates regarding this movie called The Void. And I love Lovecraftian things. I sure. love monsters. I love all the interdimensional shit. And so they were talking about this movie in production. And then finally it came out and I watched it. And it is it is creepy, and uh, it does get it does get a little tantalizing, a little scary. But uh, it's more about what happens at the end that really draws me in. Okay. The wow. idea of another dimension and then sure. monsters and all that stuff. So fun yeah. watch. All right. Um, third, Dark Skies, which is a movie about aliens. Mm-hmm. Which you'll find out at the end of this list, there is only one movie that genuinely scares me, and it has to do with aliens. But okay. before we get to that, Dark Skies, fun movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. One of those other ones that isn't necessarily terrifying. But it's a fun movie to watch. Okay. And then uh, fourth, Dead Silence. You guys remember Ooh, Dead Silence? I know Dead Silence. Yeah. yeah. Dead Silence. That's the movie about the uh, the puppets. <laughs> and the uh, it's like some some lady who used to have like a mm-hmm. a, a traveling puppet show, or right? Whatever, and she dies. And oh, her, yep, I remember this one. Yeah. Oh God, screw Ew. that movie, that Randy. Is, <laughs> that's a movie I I saw a trailer for it when I was a kid. God damn totally it, Randy. forgot about it. <laughs> and you know how when you you know how sometimes you'll see things and just it'll tap into your nostalgia and yeah. you get this big old flashback. Yeah. Well, Dead Silence eventually made it onto Netflix, and one day I was on Netflix and I saw it and I decided to watch it and I just. I've loved it. I love it ever okay. since. A lot All of fun. Right. There is one jump scare at the end that yeah. uh, that will definitely scare the shit out of you. But oh, hey. I don't like that stuff. Yeah. Anything with puppets. There was an old God. Anthony Hopkins movie called Magic. Mm-hmm. Where, oh. Like, oh, I've heard of that one. His yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ventriloquist dummy. Nope. Nope. nope <laughs> or like, uh, nope, you know, nope, nope. what's that one? Annabelle? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. it's all like the whole uh, conjuring. Yes, sort of. she is Anytime, the, the doll from the country. Even when I'm like walking by a thrift store or something, and I see an old doll, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, that Yeep. thing is possessed. Or Yeep. get it out of here. It's funny <laughs> you mention that. I I often think the same thing too. When you see like ads for toys in the in the sixties or seventies, I'm like, God. did you guys not think how fucking terrifying in those dolls? Shit was terrifying. Those yeah. babies with like the real red rosy cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and like lead paint on them, so it's actually oh, killing you. Yeah, yeah. and there eating you, you and your soul. <laughs> All right, so number five, this this is the the movie that scares you. Only movie that truly terrifies me, and I I don't know what maybe it was just the right place at the right time, 
but I just I never enjoy watching it. And that's the fourth kind. The and, fourth uh, kind. In case you're not aware what the fourth kind Dude. is, it stars uh, Mila. I can never pronounce her goddamn name. Resident Evil. Yeah. Resident Evil. Oh woman. no, Mina Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich, in which this is essentially it's sort of like a it starts off as like a therapy session video, a recorded therapy session, and they're talking about uh, UFOs and disappearances in Alaska. And the oh, entire movie in perfect itself. Perfect place for that. Yeah. It's it's kind of like paranormal activity, Ugh. but with aliens. I hate it. And <laughs> that movie, I, I do not know what it is about because it's rated pretty low on just about everything. It has one okay. star on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. But that movie scares the everlasting That scares shit Randy. I, Randy, I, I completely the, agree the with idea, you. Because the idea of living out in Alaska, which is already- It's very remote. Ludicrous to begin with. And living in a remote area of Alaska- and then the idea that these massive ships with aliens could come and grab you and nobody would notice. Wow. And their technology is advanced enough because there's a scene where there's you see the house and one of the characters in the movie, I forgot which one because I refuse to watch the goddamn thing. <laughs> uh, one of the characters, she's talking about how she was in the house and this sort of like recovered footage shows a UFO above yeah. it. But because the UFOs, they have this technology, the camera sort of shorts out and you see it, but you it's very brief. But that alone to me scared the shit out of me. And then also they also incorporate owls and about how owls oh, have damn. some connection. That's pretty God funny, Randy. It. Like owls were a big part of Twin Peaks. Yeah. Get away from me. And stupid barn owls. They always scared me more than almost anything to else. This day, the way they used owls and in what, Twin Peaks. What's funny is owls are pretty innocent. They're just they're, Right. They didn't do anything. They didn't do you know anything. what though? They just look evil. They do but that I don't stare. Like right. That freaking owl. And their stare. head goes around. I don't because like it. of the fourth kind, whenever I see a charity. That had that incorporates donating money to barn owls. I say no. You're out because they might be aliens. You're we out. had um, the fourth kind was made by or directed by uh, a person that went to my university, Ola and so Tunde. when it came out, yeah, yeah Ola I can't pronounce. Um, and so when it came out, they did a screening of it on the campus, and oh, I went. I had no idea what it was, right? And I just remember like. Everybody else in class, there's just like 150, 150 people in this theater. Mm -hmm. I'm the one squirming around, <laughs> crapping myself, going like, why are we, this is school right now? What is, yeah. I'm so terrified. Dang. I think what it was is it was the first it's time creepy. I experienced this sort of uh, filming, this sort of movie style. Like, So when Paranormal Activity came out. With that found footage kind yeah. of stuff, yeah. When uh, Paranormal Activity came out, all my friends were scared. But I, to me, it was like, oh, it's whatever, because I had seen this. Okay. Before I watched Paranormal right. Activity, familiar with the concept, so I was like, I already, I was familiar with it, and that might, you know what? Now that I think about it, that might have been it because I remember watching it during middle school because you know middle schoolers are dumb, like hey, you should watch this movie, right, right, and just that to me, ah oh, man, I don't know, I, I, I don't like this movie. <laughs> Paranormal, like Paranormal Activity was such a like a phenomenon at the time. Yeah, yeah the first oh, for one. sure. Oh, no question. I don't like the sheets move. Oh, well, I'm interested what your favorites are, Cameron. Okay. Since you are the stress eater, I see you as the one getting the most afraid. Yeah. I'm going to go in reverse order here. Okay. Okay. So at number five, I have the OG Saw. Oh. Oh, all right. I yeah. saw Saw when I was probably way too young. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what it was about. Sure. Again. Somebody surprised me. I think it was my older brother. Oh, great. And I just found it so freaking terrifying. Saw is great. It's it's so terrifying. Um, the first one, I think, is actually a really It's a great solid story. Movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, you know, I have to watch that, too, because I've, I've seen the... And I'm curious what this new one's going to be like. Oh, the one with Chris Rock and yeah. Sam Jackson. Oh, I am curious as well. I haven't been curious about a Saw movie in I, a decade. I didn't realize they're still making them. 
Yeah, there's yeah, a new one with Chris Rock. There's like another nine, one. Aren't there? Yeah. Oh, there's so there's, many. Yeah. But and the, I, I, the first one's terrific. Yeah, I think I saw maybe the second one, but then after that, I didn't see any of the I others. I love the low-budget aspect of it. I, I love the too. colors that they use. Yeah. I love mm. that the story is Dees. It, yeah, it, it is, yeah, it's Toast Dees. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that came in number five for me. Number four, uh, the OG Night of the Living Dead Ooh. in black and white. From the 70s. George Romero. The king. I. It's so good. It's great. I've never watched it. It's I think you'd really enjoy it. I've never seen it. I love it. I think it. you'd really, really enjoy it. And don't watch the colorized version. That's no, so dumb. Watch the black and white I've never, version. Hell yeah, man. Black I've, and white it. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of like modern day zombie movies where the zombies are overly aggressive. Mm. Yeah. It's just it's just like anxiety inducing. It's like, ah. I do like 28 Days Later. I do too. I yeah, really that's a good like one. It. I like the plot behind it. I just, yeah. Night of the know. Living Dead is like... It's a it's a whole. There are scary moments for sure, mm-hmm. um, but I also kind of watch it nostalgically because it's just like a whole vibe. Yeah. Oh. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that I like in modern day, I you know I don't really dip my toe that often into a ton of horror stuff now, mm-hmm. but I think that modern day horror kind of lacks that a little yeah, bit. For right. sure. Uh, number three is a movie called It Follows. Oh, oh my god! I, I saw It Follows. Screw Came it. out. I think it, <laughs> it was like the mid, or uh, like 2014, 2015. Yeah, it's relatively recently. Uh, okay. <laughs> Just the, the- That's scary as shit. Yeah. The Hitchcockian, like, you see what they don't see thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is borrowed so, in so many different movies right. is mm-hmm. the most unnerving, t- most terrifying <laughs> thing. It Follows should get more love. I'm a, it, I it agree. It should be way yeah. more- Popular. And it has it a really good soundtrack too, by the way. Oh yeah. I do find it rather interesting that you guys find the movie scary though. To me, it was just sort of tedious. Mm, I don't know. After you think? after because well, at least for me, it got so much hype and then I watched it. Okay. And it didn't really resonate with me as much as I felt it did with everyone else. Okay. That's fair but, enough. Uh, but it was a good movie, I will say. I uh anxiety inducing. Yeah, very much is so. The best way I can describe that. Number two for me is the strangers. Oh god. Terrifying. Which, Terrifying. A lot of people shit on it because because mm-hmm. uh, what a, the dumb masks or whatever the dumb masks and then also they there's a lot of Liv Tyler haters out there. Oh uh, yeah, the stranger scares me because you could see it happening a thousand percent. And so like I have I have so many family members and friends that live in super. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers rural areas mm-hmm. and they always say things to me like 
you know, when they hear that there's riots near us or whatever in, in very urban places, right. they'll go, oh, well, that doesn't happen around us because we live out in the middle of nowhere and where it's safe. And I'm like, dude, uh. <laughs> you, you live where nobody can hear you scream. Yeah. That is terrifying. Except for aliens. Oh, aliens will hear you scream for mm-hmm. sure. So the first time I was watching yeah. The Strangers, I was 16 with three or four of my friends mm-hmm. and we were in uh, my friend's apartment. Mm-hmm in LA and uh, their their family friend lived in the apartment next door mm-hmm. and so we're watching we have all the lights off it's completely quiet we're all screaming and freaking out at this movie sure sure and during a real super quiet part somebody banged th- their family friend banged <laughs> on the front door and I was like oh shit <laughs> it was the most <laughs> terrifying thing and even to this day if somebody aggressively knocks on a door mm-hmm. I'm like you get a little is, start <laughs> this is not good <laughs> uh, number one for me is the birds the birds the birds Hitchcock really Alfred Hitchcock I there are some scary things about the birds uh-huh. but I just love it it's such a funny fun I love the scary birds. movie. I was a little bit afraid of birds after I watched it as a kid because <laughs> there are a couple different times where you just see a woman or a man face first in the dirt with a bird pecking yeah. the back. Oh of their yeah, head. oh yeah. <laughs> um, and like the scene when they're on the boat and the you know mm-hmm. the birds are just swarming attacking them and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. It's and I think it's a fun idea for you know a horror movie. It is ripe for. A remake. I mean, it will never be good as Hitchcock, but that concept is ripe for a remake. Like something that seems so ordinary, all of a sudden becomes so deadly. uh, Yeah, I had no idea the influence as far as oh yeah that they had. I mean, until I started watching, like one of my all-time favorite movies is The Rear Window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had no idea how heavily that influenced a lot of movies. So mm-hmm. oh, I've Hitchcock tri- for sure. I've tried watching The Birds and Vertigo, and both mm-hmm. times I kind of just. I, I second screen sort of teeter off, but okay. I think maybe I should dive down and watch it again. Go Do for it, it, Randy. Go for it, Randy. Well, I've seen a ton of scary movies. Uh, a lot of foreign movies. I love the super old timey ones. Mm-hmm. Like I would watch Nosferatu from 1922. Mm-hmm. Really? Like that is hella old. <laughs> I love all the old monster movies, Frankenstein, Bride yeah. of Frankenstein, Dracula. There's this movie from 1962, Eyes Without a Face. Mm-hmm. You've never seen that? That is hella effed up. Uh, Todd Browning's Freaks. From the 30s, because he used actual quote unquote circus freaks, audiences were oh, so about that. destroyed and crazed insane by it. Todd Browning never worked again because <laughs> freaks is so realistic. And that is from 1932. That's insane. Audiences were so disturbed by it. Oh, wow. There's this movie called M. It's a foreign movie by Fritz Lang. Very old. He did Metropolis. M stars Peter Laurie as a serial killer who preys on children in Berlin. God. And they were making that in the 30s. Jesus. And then if you watch that, you can see influences on serial killer movies of modern times. Like really? Seven highly owes a lot to M, this crazy serial killer movie from the 30s. There's a lot of great stuff out there. You just kind of have to be willing to watch things that are black and white, things mm. that aren't in English. You yeah. know, and there's so many good things out there. The five I've picked, two of them are not in English. Okay. Okay. And they're great. They're not in any particular order, but I will start with this one. It's Swedish, and there is an American remake, which is also pretty good. I absolutely love Let the Right One In. Oh, yes. 
I love this movie. You don't really come across a child vampire anywhere. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the vampire is a child and this girl has a caregiver and has been going through her vampiric life with a caregiver. So you can see like the switch over from the older Mm -hmm. caregiver to this new kid that she makes friends with. And this kid is bullied and he's an outcast and she's taking care of them people. Let the right one in is great. I like the American version. The Swedish one is so good. The next one is in Spanish. And this is what put Guillermo del Toro on my radar. Pan's Labyrinth Mm. is scary as shit. It really is. This poor girl, her mother is dying. Her father, her stepfather is sadistic. Mm -hmm. And then she's got to escape into this insane fantasy world just to deal with life. And what's in the fantasy world is just as bad as what's out there. I could not. Anytime I saw somebody try to high five me after that movie. What? I just saw eyeballs in their hands. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I believe it. (laughs) I. Wow. I. As watching it for the first time, I was just absolutely blown away. The way it weaves that story together. Yeah. Horror and fantasy. And it just merges. Guillermo del Toro has been one of my favorites ever since. I get it. If you guys haven't seen Pan's Labyrinth, what you waiting for? I'd love a good ghost story. And The Others is great. I'm sorry. The Others is an awesome movie. Apologies to The Sixth Sense because they always get compared and contrasted. uh, Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I, I still have not seen that. Because there's a huge twist. And so there was a huge twist in The Sixth Sense. But I really didn't see it coming in The Others. Okay. And... I w- just watched it a couple of weeks ago. It's very moody. The twist is great. Um, the kids in it are so freaking creepy. That's one of the best things Ugh. about scary movies. If you cast the right kids Ugh. and they have the perfect level of creep, perfect. Part, I, of, part I, of why I don't want to have kids, Rave. I really love it. The Others, if you've never seen it, comes with my highest recommendation. Nicole Kidman's excellent in it. I, and I think it was top of mind because Universal's already ready to remake it. Mm-hmm. Why? The Others is practically perfect. I don't know. Re-release it. Yeah. You know? Let people see it I again. think that they should do that more in general. Re-release some of these into theaters. Yeah. Give yeah. them a second wind instead of being so quick to try and remake some of these. I True. Because you always hear about movies that people say, oh, well, you, yeah, you should have watched it when it was in theaters. It's a different experience. You yeah. Know? So that yeah. Would make, that would make sense. Well, I want to talk about something I did see in the theater in its re-release. Okay. And we've talked about suspense. And suspense scares me as much as anything. Like suspense. Totally get it. The the buildup to a possible scare is just as bad as the actual scare, sometimes worse. Oftentimes worse. From 1979, the OG Alien. Oh, yeah. You're in space. You're on this ship. That's, oh... That thing comes blasting out of John Hurt's stomach. And that's like not even close to like the scariest part. The mm-hmm. scariest part is they're trying to track it. It's going off. It's mo- it is so scary. So suspenseful. The OG alien. It's a beautiful movie, too. It's fantastic. And they I like aliens, but aliens is a very different experience. Absolutely. It's about, you know, we've all got guns. We're going in here. We're, mm-hmm. you know, soldiers and stuff like that. This is the people trapped in space on the ship with the alien. <laughs> yeah. We saw it, my friend Paige and I, when it got re-released, she was basically in my lap the entire time. I saw it when it was re-released as well. 
And it, it definitely is one of those things where you're, if you're watching it in a movie theater, oh with my god, the sound and just the visual experience, huh. you're shitting a brick. And I'd seen it how many times, and I was still shitting a brick. I know, I get it. (laughs) So suspense really scares me, and Randy, you touched on it too. Isolation really scares me. Mm. Isolation. Like what kind of isolation? Like this, like the family is isolated. Like you were talking about with your people, you know, your family and stuff. They live in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Isolation scares me, and it does not get more isolating than The Shining. Yeah, I have no uh, idea why Stephen King hates Stanley Kubrick's The love Shining. Love The Shining. It is such a good movie. It's so scary. How did I leave out The Shining? God damn it! Jack Nicholson's incredible, and what you're watching—you mm-hmm. are watching a visceral, a, a visual representation of descent into alcoholism and madness. You see it. Mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick filmed it so you actually get it. And then there's the creepy kid, Danny Torrance, who has The Shining red ru- like red rum. The Shining is a mind-blowing, visceral watching experience. Have you seen um, some of the behind-the-scenes footage? Yeah. Of him, like, losing his shit to get into character? <laughs> it is creepy. Yeah, watch it. It is disturbing. It is super creepy. Um, Stephen King's other isolation story, just an extra one for funsies, Misery. Who put Kathy Bates on everybody's radar. The you Bates. Watch, you watch Misery? Oh, shit. She's fantastic in that movie. But The Shining is just, it's mind-blowing. You know, I kind of get bummed out thinking about The Shining a little bit. Because King hates it? No, well, that. But then also, it makes me upset that we're like in a time where Jack Nicholson is not acting anymore, basically. Oh. Because <laughs> I always really liked him. Yeah. Like, The Departed is not my favorite movie on the planet, but I love him in The He's Departed. He's great in it, yeah. He's so good. And he was such a good Joker. He was a great Joker. I loved him as Joker. Come back, Jack. (laughs) You know what? Jack Nicholson's just living his life. I get it. And I would totally do that if I was in his position too. Right. Fat, go to Laker games. I know, right? He's just one of those guys where it's like, damn, man. You look over his IMDb, you would be like, holy shit. Insane. I love that movie. I love that movie. He was great in that movie. Oh my God, that was incredible. Oh my God, (laughs) that was the best. But even through his IMDb, The Shining is what stands at the top for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I love The Shining so much. Whew. I was surprised how much I, I enjoyed it. It's just, it's so fun. I yeah. I mean, Kubrick is an acquired taste as a director. Mm-hmm. He's very deliberate. And The Shining is a very deliberate movie. It's paced deliberately. It doesn't, doesn't all just come spilling out right. at you. There's build-ups, there's slow scenes, agonizing scenes that take forever. Yeah. And that is Kubrick. I know, like, Kubrick gets, like, film school students rock hard. Uh, Mega hard. (laughs) Mega. Nukes hard. Right? But I get it. It's, Mm. like, worth watching. It's worth checking out. It is, but there's definitely, like, there's some pacing issues that I always have an issue with. (laughs) Like, if if you ever watched, Randy, have you ever seen 2001? Space Odyssey? Yeah. No. It is that a chore. looks like a marathon. It's a chore. It is deliberately plotted. And it is yes. a gorgeous movie, mm-hmm. and it's there's some really cool things in it. But my God, is it does it move at a snail's pace? It looks it's like it's brutal. Does. And I I don't even think it's that long, is it? What it's, is? I think it's almost three hours long. Oh, is it that long? Two. Okay. Let's see. 
Well, yes. look, I saw it in the theater. Two hours, 44 minutes. Okay. It was uh, a fantastic viewing experience. Absolutely. The one that was more of a challenge was Eyes Wide Shut. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> that challenged me more than two thousand. Space Odyssey. Oh, all right. Now look, we can barely contain our excitement. The Mandalorian returns tomorrow on Disney Plus, ah, season two, yes. episode one. Fifty-two minutes. This is the way. Thank you. Thank you. Fifty-two minutes. Thank God. Our Mandalorian watch park podcast will be posting on Fridays. Randy has some Friday availability now. Rips, love, So trip. that's when we will be watching. So the boys and now the Mandalorian saving us How in incredible. 2020. Uh, what I'm looking for, a bold prediction for season two of the Mandalorian. Randy, give me something bold. I, uh, I think that Moff Gideon is simply a puppet for the Sith Eternal or uh, he's simply a puppet. And we're going to, this season, we're really going to get to learn uh, the, the truth as in like, Who's really behind everything? So, okay. So like, while, while, while I thought Moff Gideon was a terrifying antagonist, I mm-hmm. think he I think he does a great job. The actor. Yo, yeah, um, Giancarlo Esposito. I think that he is simply a puppet for a bigger force, a bigger entity, and I wouldn't be surprised if the child also had kind of in, ties into all of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's why they're trying to get him back because of yeah. just how powerful he is, and they want to mold him into something that they can utilize. Mm-hmm. So uh, my prediction is Moff Gideon is simply a puppet and he's not as big of a piece of the whole puzzle as we think he is. Okay. Interesting. I have a bold prediction in that. I think the big surprise for this season, as the child was the surprise for season one, mm-hmm. I think somewhere along the way they run into Chewbacca. Oh. Like, I don't know what. What? They, they run into Chewbacca. Why? I don't know. Maybe they're in a bar. I'm not saying he's a major player. <laughs> I'm just saying really? they run into Chewie. Chewbacca. Like Han Solo's off doing something. Chewie's just like waiting around for him or whatever. Chewbacca. I'm not going to call you that. I'm going to call you Chewie. <laughs> Get it. They run into Chewbacca. Quick trip. Okay. I think that's the shock. But then I was thinking about it <laughs> because Chewbacca would know the baby Yoda species because he knew Yoda. Mm. I have a theory about that too. You do? About the baby Yoda species. Okay, go. All right. Hold it here with me for a minute. I rewatched The Mandalorian season one over the weekend. Mm -hmm. I think that the child is Yoda reincarnate. Okay. I think it's the Yoda that we've known and loved, but just he died and came back as himself. Huh. And that is how that species, you know, works. Oh, okay. That's okay. What you're saying. That's my theory. Because there's a lot and of similarities. And that's why there's so few of them. That's why there's so few of them. There's a lot of similarities. Obviously, this, they look similar. But all that aside, there's a lot of behavior similarities. Okay. And it would make sense to me why he is so important to everybody okay you know who would have that knowledge do you think though i don't know how would the empire get that knowledge but that's but very few people but see that's why i'm thinking like this is where it all comes into play where kind of like what he's piggybacking what cameron's saying i don't think the child is a species i think it's so i don't even know the right way to describe it it's just sort of like if you were to embody the force or something 
mm-hmm. this is what you would get. I don't know. It's 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 hard to describe. Like, how do you? How can I explain something that that like there's no species to trail it back to? There's no home planet. It's just sort of something that's a oh, result yeah. of just been around. I don't know. Think huh. of the, like Yoda the, the is big, back. The Big Bang. Where the Big Bang come from? Yeah, I don't know. Just happened. So, like, you guys Baby have some Yoda pretty deep ones, and mine is they're gonna run into Chewie in the bar. I have. Well, hey, that's, well, I, I that is up, a deep one. I sit up late thinking about this. I'm like, oh, Ravy's gonna come with something. And I'm be like, I'm like, so like. I oh. do have two others. Let's hear them. Okay. <laughs> Probably none of these are gonna be true, but that's why they're just bold and fun. I think uh, this is this one's gonna upset you, Ravy. Uh oh. Shut your face. Ahsoka dies. Shut your face. By the end of season two. What? Yeah. They bring her in a live action Ahsoka just to kill her off? Yeah. In The Mandalorian, there will be an Ahsoka Tano live action series that takes place before, <laughs> I assume. <laughs> but I think she dies saving the child or oh. saving somebody. I mean, if she dies, it will be heroically. You know that. Absolutely. And that brings me to my last prediction, which is that Mando or if you want to call him Din, that's fine too. Din Djarin. We'll be wielding the Darksaber by the end of season two. That gets me nipply. Doesn't it? That gets me nipply. It gets me nipply too. Here's a question. Yeah. Your thoughts. Does Din Djarin still have custody of the child at the end of season two? Mm -hmm. No. No for Randy. That's a difficult one. I know, right? Um, custody. God. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Double no's. Yeah. I think he, I don't think like the child is going to be, by the time we get to the end of season two, I think we're going to figure out what, or it's at least part of the story as to why the child is so important. Mm-hmm. And oh, I would think he's so. going to be left with somebody as oh. a means to, you know, further that okay. storyline. But I don't think that somebody is going to be a bad person. Okay, so not necessarily a kidnapping. No. But Din Djarin gives up custody. Temporarily. Possibly to Ahsoka. Maybe to Ahsoka. That I could see that if she's alive. But then she dies. Yeah. So how it ends is uh-huh. <laughs> Mando is flying off with the Darksaber with Chewbacca. Okay. In the Razor Crest. And uh-huh. they do a shot uh-huh. over the shoulder shot mm-hmm. of Ahsoka and Baby Yoda waving by. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, the last thing they Ahsoka see is stabbed <sighs> with a red lightsaber. Who's? I can't say. Could you imagine watching that with me and then having to podcast with me afterwards? You would be inconsolable. It would. I would be a wreck. <laughs> a wreck. But that's coming at you tomorrow. Mandalorian. Son of season a Season two, episode one, our watch podcast coming right at you. Speaking of suspense. Yes. Everybody's waiting for it. We have two Nintendo Switches that we're giving away. Not Nintendo Switch keychains. No, no. Not Joy-Cons. No, no, no. Full on Nintendo Switches. Full on Nintendo Switches just for watching and commenting on our live Animal Crossing wedding events. Uh, Once again, thanks to everybody who joined in on the fun. Thanks to Jess and Carlos, the bride and groom. Thanks for rolling with absolutely everything. They were just game. And that was was key to making it a great event. The fact that they were just game. Their, her dad was there. A couple of sisters were there. I mean, yeah. 
The fact that everybody was down and then everybody was game. I know. I was so happy to see that their family were just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do yeah, it. You know? I that's That was I so key to making it a great event. Definitely. So uh, the big reveals. Getting a Nintendo Switch will be Justina Cervantes. Justina! And Hello. Dustin Schrader. Dustin Schrader. Justina wrote, never thought I would be this invested in a wedding on a video game. <laughs> and Justin wrote, so happy for the lovely couple. All the best wishes in your life together and all the love too. Great. Nice comments. Amazing. They watched. They were invested. And now they're getting a switch. Hey-o. Woo! Congrats, Pretty Justina good deal. and Dustin. Wow! We'll be getting in touch. We will be shipping you your switches. That's so fun. I, I do want to hear from people, would Animal Crossing still be a thing in December if I wanted to do a gift exchange? Mm. Yeah. Is it worth, Is it worth? you know, broadcasting? I mean, look, I think that it would be fun to do either way. I mean. So maybe it's a, maybe it's a private Zoom kind of thing, oh, you know? okay. I don't know. Could they be. Should, they should add some more things, shake things up a bit. Like, what about for one week only, you can raid and pillage Someone else's island. <laughs> yeah. So Raven would have to be on her toes 24-7 because someone could come and just raid everything. And like for a couple days, you can buy like a sex tent or something <laughs> yeah. for Flip. And that's the sex only, yeah. tent? <laughs> Dude, now you're talking. <laughs> sex tent with Flip. All right, we've hyped it up enough. Mandalorian Season 2 Watch Podcast. That is coming up tomorrow. Yes. We can't wait. So we yeah. will be checking back in with everybody again this week. In the meantime... Thanks for listening to Nerdin' Out. Oh, hey, Chewbacca. Good to <laughs> randomly see you here. Let's get a drink. <laughs> that was Nerdin' Out with Ravy. Remember to store this episode in a bag with an acid-free board and put your retainer in when you go to sleep. Until next time. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.